Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Listen and do not talk. The drop will be made tonight, 11 p.m. The amount will be $50 million. $50 million? And who do you think you kidnapped, Chelsea Clinton? Detective James Carter loved his job just a little too much. You destroyed half a city block. That block was already messed up. And you lost a lot of evidence. Still got a little bit left. But the job got a little too dangerous. You have 29 minutes left. I got everything under control. I want to speak with my daughter. Ah! I was about to get his daughter back and you screwed it up. I would like one of my people to help. Now it's time to bring in the master. Please tell me you speak English. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? I don't want no partner, I don't need no partner, and I ain't gonna never have no partner. Did Kojak have a partner? Yeah, the fat guy. Did Columbo have a partner? Look, no, 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 no. You put your own bag in the back. I'm not a sky cat. Ah, bitch boy. Oh, hell no. Don't you ever touch a black man's radio, boy. Welcome to Rewatchability, the podcast where we rewatch old movies and TV shows to see how they hold up over time. My name is Blaine Waters. With me, as always, is Robert Larone and J.M. McNabb. And this week on the podcast, we are stuck in Rush Hour. I, I, I made uh. it first. <laughs> we are doing Rush Hour, the movie with Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. Yeah. And Brett Ratner directed and, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the uh. most notable person. <laughs> you know, I totally forgot that. I know. When we agreed to do this, I was like, oh, this will just be a fun movie. There's no nothing like heavily yeah. problematic to delve into. Uh, oh, there is. And then as soon as the credits came up, I was like, oh, yeah. I, I remembered it. that, you know, Brett Ratner was involved in some badness, but I don't think I realized the severity of it until I fucking read about it. <laughs> I see. I, yeah, I don't know the severity of it. I know that there's badness, but I guess we can talk about that. I mean, we the... basically have to talk about that every movie. There's always <laughs> one guy who's like, yeah, and this person yeah. was a total piece of shit. Yeah. And now we have to talk about everything awful. Yeah. We'll do the ghost dad next time, though. It'll be fine. No. We've <laughs> already done that. <laughs> Uh, but before we get into the movie this week, we want to thank our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for giving us a bit of change every month to keep the podcast going. You uh, can't actually give change. It has to be electronic payments. Yeah. It's like Bitcoin or something at this point. No, we you can pay take with, a Bitcoin. We, we would take one Bitcoin. <laughs> keep us going for a long while. No, you can pay with your credit card or whatever online. That's at patreon.com slash rewatchability. And we just released a Patreon-only episode. Yeah, in t- for uh, for Desperado. Yeah, we did that one. That was that was really fun to do and revisit because I didn't remember most of it. So anyway, yeah. If you want to hear us, just you know, 
like losing our minds over the Antonio Banderas <laughs> sexiness that is it's, Desperado. It's too hot. It's, it's too hot to handle. It might melt your listening device. <laughs> don't you? The yeah, smoldering don't. intensity. <laughs> don't Frankly, wear plastic we put it behind a paywall so most people wouldn't hear it because we get a little bit slobbery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you want to donate, you can go there and and donate, and we thank you very much for that. But let's let's get into into rush hour and talking about Jackie Chan and put off talking about Brett Ratner for a long while. Rob, when did you first see this movie? I didn't seek this movie out or anything. I it found it. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. Okay. When I needed it the most. <laughs> it was there for you. I saw it on the movie network, and I might have actually seen like Rush Hour 2 instead, or Rush Hour... <laughs> probably three, not Rush Hour back 3. back in time. No, yeah. no. Okay. But, I, so I don't really... They sort of blur together for me. And also, like, the whole, like, era of, like... Jackie Chan's Hollywood era, right. like all sort of blurs together. Is he with Owen Wilson? Or, yeah. Is it Chris <laughs> exactly. Tucker? Yeah. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. But I sort of remember not thinking very highly of this movie or the franchise. You know, it just seems sort of like stupid and like went for like easy jokes. And I sort of ignored the whole thing. I like some of the earlier Jackie Chan movies like Operation Condor yeah. for some oh, reason. Oh yeah, no, that was that in my head. It's a ladder fight in that one so good. Yeah. 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 So I thought Jackie he, he did like 18 ladder fights in movies to be fair. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> There's probably one in this somewhere. But yeah, it didn't really stick with me so. But I, it was a huge franchise. Like yeah. it just kept going and going. Yeah. Yeah, Jackie Chan was hired to stop it. So <laughs> bad it was. What about you, JM? Yeah, you know, I don't even really have a distinct memory of watching the first one. Mm -hmm. I watched the second one in the theater. I don't remember even liking the... I don't know why I saw the second one in the theater. I don't (laughs) think... Probably because, like, the other movie you wanted to see was sold out or something. It uh, may have been, yeah. yeah. Or, like, I was trying to sneak into a movie or something. (laughs) I snuck into the wrong theater. (laughs) No. (laughs) Because even after I turned 18, it was just fun to try, you know, to relive my childhood and pretend (laughs) to sneak into R-rated movies. No, I, I think I saw it on video or something. Never really liked it. And then I remember really enjoying Rush Hour 2. Oh. I don't know why. I don't like... We've talked about this. I think we talked about it when we did Lethal Weapon and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like movies where, because I think Rush Hour 2 was maybe on the horizon. Like, I knew a little bit about it. I don't like movies like buddy cop movies where they're not friends yet and you know they're going to be friends. <laughs> I find right. it very frustrating. <laughs> like, that's why I don't, I, I love like, Lethal rom-coms Weapon. rom would be horrible for you. <laughs> like, I know they're getting together. Well, if they're like a franchise, maybe, yeah. yeah. Like, because like with Lethal Weapon, like, I love the Lethal Weapon movies, but I find it hard to watch the first one because I just, I'm annoyed that they're not buddies yet. Yeah, yeah. What about in Star Wars with like Luke and Han? They're kind of snippy. Yeah, it's just a little just snippy. snippy. It's not like, isn't in this they're like full on like yeah. fighting each other, pulling guns on each other and stuff. True. And I also was a big fan of Jackie Chan, maybe a little bit before this, like when they did start sort of releasing here some of his Chinese pictures, uh, you know, like Operation Condor yeah. and First Strike. First Strike, I think, think was the latter one, wasn't right. it? Or maybe there were. Oh, no, you're, you're, you're right. There may have been ladders in all of them. Yeah. I think there's a ladder thing in one of the rush hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, and that and like Super Cop and... Uh, Mm-hmm. All those. Rumble in the Bronx. Yeah, yeah, I just, I really like it. We went to go see him like a few years ago. Yeah. Do you remember that? No. Was Maybe that wasn't you. But I went to go see him because he introduced Legend of Drunken Master, which is another one of my favorites. Oh, and he I, was, that's uh, my favorite Jackie Chan movie of all time. I'm like 90% sure you went with me to see <laughs> that. Yeah, I probably did. And are you the real Blaine? <laughs> 
this is take off my mask. Yeah, like he's just so charismatic and mm. funny, and yeah. even in that like sit down talk, like he couldn't help but get up and act out, you know, <laughs> kicking and you know, in, in describing these anecdotes. Yeah, of, of he has so career. much energy. Yeah. yeah, so there's something I kind of just love about Jackie Chan. So I think that's why. I went to go see the second one, even though I wasn't a huge fan of the first one. What mm-hmm. about you? I went to see Rush Hour because I was a huge fan of Jackie Chan. And, like, I, I think that because I did karate when I was in high school. Uh, oh, here it goes about the karate I, I was that popular. <laughs> but we always used to, like, see, like, the, you know, kung fu movies that came out. And this was, like, one of those movies that everyone was like, we got to go see Rush Hour because, like, Jackie Chan's big American movie. And, uh, yeah, I remember hating it. I remember loving... Jackie Chan a lot and hating Chris Tucker and I think I've come around on Chris Tucker a little bit really yeah well we'll talk about it uh, you love the fifth element I love the fifth element yeah. so much yeah anyway I liked <laughs> I liked another problematic movie. director yeah uh, yeah I liked Jackie Chan a lot in this movie and I thought that but I thought it was kind of like it was just this was lethal weapon light like it didn't it didn't feel like there wasn't any real I don't good see how you see that f- friendship between the two and there wasn't really good character work on any it was just an excuse for Chris Tucker to like yell a lot and Jackie Chan to punch a lot I also it, remember feeling it felt as a fan of the Jackie Chan movies we got here it felt more watered down. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, because he wasn't allowed to do, and he wasn't working with his team either. And having seen like every frame of painting and, and some YouTube videos about Jackie Chan and how he works, like he practices with his team all the time and he has like people around him that like need to be there for him, for that, him to pull his punches and not hit them or them not hit him in yeah. these really intricate dances that they do. Wait, if he didn't have his team, who was working with him then? There were a bunch of different guys. I think people that they pulled from L.A. I think oh. he had some of his team there, but not all of them. And he finds that frustrating, I know, in, in movies. So I'm sure he didn't have like the best time on set in this movie because he couldn't control all the action. Well, he did two more. He did two Well, I think the paycheck was really great. <laughs> <laughs> like he needs the money. <laughs> Yeah, he's not. He trains koi fish. Like he has koi fish that he like trains to do tricks in the tank. Did you know what? that? Yeah, it's like I a really weird thing. He, like they come up to him and he like pets their belly. It's very, isn't he like martial like, arts is a side project? <laughs> yeah, I'm all yeah. about the koi. He's also yeah. like an opera singer, isn't he? That's oh, weird. I think Maybe. he's like a best-selling musical artist in China, I believe. And like that Mike, may have been a dream I had. And like my <laughs> and Mike Tyson has pigeons, right? Like he raises pigeons too. So, like, all these, like, fighters are, like, raising these small animals It's the like side. they have multifaceted lives. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, like, need calmness in their life <laughs> at some point. Like, Mike Tyson has those two things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Three. He's two-dimensional. Oh, okay. Well, that's the end of his character. And Jackie Chan has, not minding that China does all those human rights abuses. Yeah, he really turns the other, the other way He's, on like, that. pretty uh, jocular about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's like, well, don't be a dissident. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Rush Hour? <laughs> uh, so do you want to run down the, the plot of this movie, Rob? Yeah. Well, it starts in Hong Kong. It starts at a shipyard. And there, it seems like, you know, there's some suspicious activity going down because there's some heavily armed dudes mm-hmm. standing around with their guns. And then one by one, they start disappearing, vanishing or getting knocked out. And Batman's there. No, no, oh, it's no. not Batman. It's, okay. it's not. It's Jackie Chan. Oh, okay, that's better. And that explains everything because <laughs> as soon as we see Jackie Chan, we understand that he has superhuman abilities <laughs> and can just like take down an entire gang yeah. with his bare hands, which he does. They're like shipping all this 
I think it's like uh, Priceless Antiquities, mm-hmm. and he's stopping it. And he almost actually gets crushed by a shipping container. Mm-hmm. And, In real life, he did, right? Yeah, like it almost it almost killed him uh, because of uh, some bad timing or something. And now millennials live in those. (laughs) (laughs) If they're lucky. That was probably what almost landed on him. It was just like a family of like (laughs) 20-somethings. We got married young. What can I say? Hey, Jackie Chan. (laughs) Watching Netflix, listening to... Death Cab from Cutie or whatever. Death Cab from Cutie. <laughs> That's the like, really indie version of Death Cab for Cutie. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's the accepting version. Yeah. But he uh, he takes down these guys in Jackie Chan fashion, except one guy does escape, and it is the guy from Lost. <laughs> Ken Leung? Is that his name? Yeah. Who did he yeah. play in Lost? He played Miles in Lost. Yeah. Yeah. Who's like the psychic guy. Right. And I really like him as an actor. He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's great. He was also in Saw, we talked yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was weird to see him because I totally forgot he was in this movie and then he has like this dyed blonde yeah. Yeah, hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was really weird. I was like, are you the real Slim Shady? Oh, see, this I thought weird. it was a nod to Chris Tucker in Fifth Element. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, he'd need that like proboscis on his on oh, the, the weird yeah. hair that he struck him from his genital. head. <laughs> yeah. On his forehead. No, no. But it turns out that this is the last day that Hong Kong is in British control. This was like a thing that happened in the 90s is, you know, they gave it back to China after taking control of it all those years ago. And there's a big event and one of the Chinese consul people is being sent off because he's going to America. Mm -hmm. We see Tom Wilkinson there. (laughs) Yeah. You know, being Tom Wilkinson. Just, yeah. And he's good. He's just kind of, of glowering things. and Yeah. Mm-hmm. You always know he's gonna sort of turn out to be the bad guy, right? Well he's <laughs> he's in this one scene and then not in an hour and a half of the movie. Yeah. You're like, but he's a big name actor. He <laughs> I think he might come back. Yeah. <laughs> and also he did like I mean, I love Tom Wilkinson, he's a brilliant actor, but you could tell he was just like seemed really angry. I've, yeah, I didn't know whether that was him playing the villain or him like just being like, "Why am I in this movie? Oh my god, I did Juilliard." <laughs> like, yeah. But meanwhile, in America, we have good old Chris Tucker. He's doing some cop stuff with. He's Chris barely. Penn. Do, he's yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's barely doing cop stuff. The lesser. <laughs> he's doing like a stand-up routine around criminals. That's what he's doing. Well, that's yeah. sort of like his whole performance. I mean, uh, he apparently improvised a lot of this script and I used really you don't say because yeah. I don't think improvising is the same thing as making up on the fly <laughs> but uh, some of it's yeah, funny there's, there's some acting involved in improvising for sure but yeah. he's also we it's weird because like by the end of the movie he becomes this kind of super great cop or kind maybe of. he was always that like he's he's good at like shooting stuff and aim but he's a terrible 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 policeman yeah. like cuz the whole thing is he's undercover he's trying to buy these explosives from Chris Penn in a parking lot yeah and Chris classic scenario we've all done it yeah uh, well, yeah Chris, what, Chris what is Chris Penn doing right now you know he passed away okay please take that out <laughs> i can't do that why not uh, but so Chris oh Penn my God. Ends, oh my God. no take it out i'll take it out <laughs> But Chris Penn ends up driving away because, like, a couple of cops interrupt yeah, him. Yeah, that's Chris right. Penn ends up getting away, and Chris Tucker pulls out his gun and shoots him, or shoots his car, so the car explodes and the C4 goes off, like, on a public road with other cars. So, like, like, around it. Yeah, like, presumably the reason why he was 
you know, tracking this sale was to prevent someone from buying C4 <laughs> and setting it off in a public place. And he just yeah. kind of enacted that evil plan himself. Like, I don't even understand. Yeah, I was trying to think of, like, whether he was like, well, it's in the middle of, like, cement of this asphalt street and, and there's no one around, so I'm going to shoot it now. But no, there was cars yeah, around, clearly around. I don't think around. he had that insight. No. Like, his whole... He's a bad cop, like not in like the like he's going to be mean to you in the interrogation way. Like he's bad at investigating things. Like he just seems to like go to, you know, his friends and see if they know anything. And yeah, luckily for him, they usually do. Yeah. Yeah. They know a lot. They know everything and he doesn't listen. And then he moves on. Because like even one guy, uh, the Map of the Stars guy. Yeah. uh, John John Hawks. Hawks. I know, which is crazy to see him in that role too. Soul (laughs) Star. I know. I was like, you move on to bigger and better things. That's great, John Hawks. So good. He was like, oh, I know his name, just not for 40 bucks. I got to pay more. And then Chris Tucker just takes off. Like, but you were about to find out the where. The movie would have ended too soon. Yeah, it would. Yeah. But But also, I just want to say, like, like, his kind of arc is that he doesn't have a partner. Because he comes back into the police station after doing this, and everyone's like, you blew up (laughs) C4 in a public road. Like, that's terrible. You need a partner. And he's like, I don't need a partner. And they're like, okay, we we can't dispute that. <laughs> like, that's that's police code. If yeah. Somebody says that they're a lone wolf. You gotta yeah. let them be. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he even has like, there's this woman that he argues with who is like a bomb expert, and she's like, why didn't you wait for me? Yeah, played by Elizabeth Pena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. who's great in this as well. Yeah. Yeah. But the sort of like hinge of the plot is that the Chinese consulate guy he comes to America, and then almost immediately his daughter who. It's been established that Jackie Chan has like a friendship with is kidnapped by Ken Leung. And so how does he kidnap her? Well, <laughs> I mean, traffic moves pretty quickly in Los Angeles. <laughs> this oh, is the worst part of the movie. It's so funny. Oh, but yeah. I love the scene where the little girl is singing along to the Mariah Carey. Oh, in the yeah. show, and the two guys are just like, I hate this assignment. This is, why is this our life? <laughs> Before the, their lives her. end. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I know. Very end- yeah. Endly. Eminem comes up and shoots them both, and then she gets away from him. She like she fends him off. Yeah, for and a runs bit. away before he tells her the name of the movie. <laughs> <sighs> well, yeah. No, doesn't he say it to the driver? What does he say exactly? He's, he was like, like "Happy birthday, it's rush, rush hour." hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like the two sentences aren't connected at all. Nothing about like why would he stop to say that? Why? Uh... No, he was like. It's I'm the police. And they're like, okay. And he's like, it's rush hour. <laughs> and then he shoots them. <laughs> like, yeah, that's great. Is there a problem, officer? No problem. Just rush hour. But also, it's so Thanks. weird to like. First of all, it's a dumb title because Rush Hour. It has the word "rush" in it, but Rush Hour is slow and stressful. Like it's not like a fun thing. <laughs> yeah. to jazz. People. I yeah. mean, clearly it worked because this movie made a bunch of money. But it doesn't sound exciting. And then two, don't have if you're going to have it said in the movie, don't give it to the kidnapper. Yeah, have Chris Tucker say it so you can put it in the trailer. Why are you giving that line to like yeah. the guy with the platinum hair murdering people? Also, so maybe cast Jeffrey Rush instead of Tom Wilkinson. <laughs> be a real <laughs> rush hour. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They re- they re- rename Shine Rush Hour Two for DVD. 
you can do that. They've done that before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but sure. so Jackie Chan is sort of like called over to help find this yeah. kidnapped girl in America. And the FBI, because they don't want to deal with him, and because Chris Tucker has just gotten himself in a bunch of shit for blowing up that uh, thing in the street, they decide to put it on somebody else. And Chris Tucker sort of ends up having to essentially babysit Jackie Chan. Not literally babysit because he's not a baby and he's more competent than Chris Tucker is, as we'll find out. Yeah. Um, but also they complement each other, which is the nice thing about this movie. <laughs> but also, again, this is, you know, uh, this is how, like, police are held accountable for their actions. Like, he blew up a bomb on a city street and they're like, let's give him a slightly unflattering oh, That's how it works with promotions. You fail up. If this person <laughs> can't do this, well... It's easier to promote somebody than it is to fire them. And the cop station was like a grade three classroom. Like it was, it, it's just a weird place where the uh, the captain was like, "Oh, you did really well." He's like, "You're not going to yell at me." And he's like, "Nope, <laughs> I'm going to send you on assignment." <laughs> yeah, played by the great Philip Baker Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we could have had some more of him. Yeah, I thought he was going to turn out to be a villain because he was in it briefly and then not for two hours. That's the red herring they put in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, and then when he calls and is like, "Captain, you put me on the wrong assignment," he's like, "No, this is what you get." And they're all laughing at him on the phone, like everyone in the office is there being like, you really got him, Captain. It was just very weird. Well, there's also a weird... It's like, did you prank call your own employee? Like, it was, <laughs> anyway, it's just... There's also the scene after that, because it's the FBI want the LAPD to, like, babysit him and keep him out of their mm, hair. Yeah. So they, when Chris Tucker comes to the FBI, they lie to him and pretend like it's a really important job. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's G14 classified, very important. He's like, oh, okay. And they build them all up. And then he's like, step out on the balcony here with me. Then he takes him, and it's, a, you know, a different kind of setup. And I wonder if they the script was different that day or something because the FBI guy suddenly like we need you to babysit him because like <laughs> you're bad at your job or something like yeah. you just kind of like re- yeah. like why did you lie to him 30 seconds earlier <laughs> yeah yeah maybe maybe they didn't get it in test screenings or something like that and they just had yeah. to like throw it in there or something yeah right. it felt so weird yeah mm-hmm. but so like the beginning of like you know obviously they're not friends at first sorry JM I know it's hard <laughs> and Upsetting. part of it Upsetting. is there seems to be like a language barrier mm-hmm. Jackie Chan I mean doesn't Chris Tucker doesn't ask he pretends not to speak English mm-hmm. we later find out that he does and then yeah, we have that Abby. famous line where Chris Tucker asks him if he can understand the words <laughs> coming out of his mouth yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You delivered Chris Tucker's lines as Christopher Walken. <laughs> you, you went you for the wrong understand Chris. <laughs> words coming out of my mouth. Well, they wanted to get him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did you guys read that? Like Chris Farley was going to be in this movie oh, with yeah. Martin Lawrence at one point. Oh, that's a different movie. That's yeah. a crazy different movie. Like, I, and I guess he was going to be doing some kind of accent or something. Like, I think the original idea was just that a cop from another country was coming, not specifically right. like, well, China. You, they weren't going to mash up like this and Beverly Hills Ninja. <laughs> that's true. That is a very similar plot to this movie. <laughs> Yeah. 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 But so, you know, they go about their investigation. They talk to John Hawks about the star maps. They. Yeah. And Jackie Chan kind of shows off a little bit here where he, like, runs and jumps on a tour bus and then 
evades Chris Tucker at all times. Oh yeah. Well, he goes. He like locks him to. He like goes into some store or something and locks him to his car. Yeah. Oh, that's after this. That's oh, okay. after this. Yeah. First, he like dangles on like a street sign and the Hollywood street there, sign. There were some actually like fun stunts that I'd forgotten about. Definitely. For I sure. kind of thought maybe there weren't going to be mm-hmm. so many fun Jackie Chan moments, but this was a fun one. It kind of feels like a trailer for a Jackie Chan film. Yes. Yeah. Like all the good stuff is like, oh, I saw. I want more of that. It's just one second of it. That's well, too bad. Apparently, Brett Ratner, because he figured most audiences in America wouldn't have seen any of Jackie Chan's movie, actually just reused like stunts yeah. and jokes and things from his movies. Oh, yeah, it felt like at times felt like a cover version of like yeah, uh, Jackie greatest Chan hits. Yeah, the but flashback. It's like episode. when the band re-records a song so they don't lose the rights. <laughs> <laughs> but also the Jackie Chan thing, like it's fun, but it in no way factors into the plot. Like, it's an action scene where one of the heroes is just trying to evade one of the other heroes who's just being kind of a dick. Yeah. Like, it's just, the whole first half of this movie was so slow. It's basically yeah. the two of them running errands <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was well. Then it kind of ends on like I don't know, showing how violent I guess the U.S. is or something. Because the cabbie pulls out a gun on both of them, and that's when Jackie Chan kind of admits that he speaks English to Chris Tucker. Right, right. And then Chris Tucker chains him to the to the steering wheel, and then Jackie Chan breaks into the uh, Chinese consulate. Well, also, and this is skipping ahead a little. Yeah. But at the end of the movie, they that be- is a spoilers. <laughs> they become friends and they go to China. <laughs> what? Sorry, but. Yeah. Chris Tucker says something in Chinese to, like, the flight attendant. Yeah. And Jackie Chan's like, you speak Chinese? He's like, you just assumed I didn't. Like, right. you know, call, call back, back to yeah. what he said. But it's like, well, at no point does Jackie Chan say, like, well, if you thought I only spoke Chinese, why wouldn't you say something in Chinese? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make any sense. No, it completely undoes the start of this movie. Why would you ask me if I understand the words coming out of your mouth? <laughs> very, very loudly. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. I, I did like the, some of the breaking into the consulate, though, and, and the stuff with the steering wheel that was like a Oh, yeah. yeah. And I thought that was, that, was, so funny. that was some fun stuff. Yeah. Jackie Chan gets in a fight with some bar patrons after yes. hilariously dropping the N-word. Oh, God. Yeah. Because he's he's saying it because Chris Tucker has been saying it. Yeah. You know, like black yeah. people can say it. Yes. Yeah. And then yeah. he says But Jackie Chan can't. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. As, that was weird for a couple of reasons. One, he speaks English, but he doesn't know what that this word isn't okay because he's super smart the rest of the time. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> and, to be and, fair, he knows English from living in British Hong Kong, so that's they true. don't have the same context. But I'll, I'll say secondly, the fight scene following that is a little less fun knowing yeah. it's just some people who are offended about what he said. Yeah. He being kicks like, their asses. Yeah, being like, hey, why did you say that? And then he's just, yeah, he's just like doing crazy yeah. martial arts <laughs> but, moves on them. That's but, what you get for standing up for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, that word's not actually okay. Oh, and a uh, pool cue has been snapped over my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, Chris Tucker really goes down hard on somebody for smoking a little bit of weed. I think that was for show. Yeah, but Jackie I mean, Chan. still, still, it's not cool, man, because we're all paranoid. Did you get dazed and think he was talking to you? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, but he does, Jackie Chan has that thing in every fight scene that he ever does where he goes, I don't want any trouble. I don't, like, <laughs> don't want to fight. And he did that a lot in this in this fight scene, too. So he was trying not to fight the, but I get what you're saying. I love Jackie. He did hit yeah. someone over the head with a yeah. pool cue and like <laughs> with and with a pool ball, too. Like, I was like, that's oh, yeah. just, that's yeah. just a rock you hit someone with. That's, that's horrible. In general. I, yeah, I think he's good. And, you know, that 
talk that I went to that mm-hmm. you apparently no, I, blacked out and <laughs> forgot. Uh, I remember him saying, like, because there's a big change between Drunken Master and Legend of Drunken Master, mm-hmm. where instead of him, like, getting drunk and being an awesome fighter, he, he learns that actually he's a better fighter when he's not drunk in the mm-hmm. second one yeah. because he found out that, like, kids really looked up to him and liked him. So I feel like that does factor into a lot of it. I like that he's right. usually a pretty positive action hero. His movies aren't don't typically have a lot of like blood even like in the finale like he's fighting guys while trying to like protect pieces of art yeah, yeah. like i kind of liked that well, and oh that was so good yeah. and he's like the a team like he doesn't fire a gun i mean guys they fired guns they were blanks i think mr t said or something yeah. uh but he doesn't right. fire a gun in this movie yeah he holds a gun a couple times yeah but... yeah and he like fights for the gun so the other yeah. guy doesn't get it and there's no weird like sex stuff about him like he doesn't have any you know like Chris Tucker says the word titties a few times. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, to, to get someone to leave, he refers to someone as titties. Yeah. So I, yeah. I wasn't I was sure like, if I heard that man. right. And <laughs> I did. almost rewound it. And then I was like, I'm not rewinding this for that. <laughs> <laughs> Just received a threat on the building. We ask you, please exit the building as soon as possible. And please do not panic. Do you hear what I just said? Get your shit and go out the door. Hurry up, get your head out of here. Some more in the building. I don't believe this. Have all the agents hold their positions. All right, everybody, take care of holding your positions. What is going on? Get your old ass out the building. Come on, lady, put the glass down and get out of here. Woman, the exit over there, you're going to get your head blowed off. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, titty, titty, titty. Get them titties out of here. Did somebody grab Carter? Yeah, he he he. But I mean, like he's not doing it for like you know to like get with some girl or something no, like that. No, he just yells or... at a at a, a woman's husband and says, "Get them titties out of here." It's like, oh, you're just referring to her. As, uh, well, I think like... I'm like Jackie Chan. Oh, good. Chris yeah, no, no, Chris Tucker. No, Chris bad. Tucker is problematic. <laughs> <laughs> well, you went yeah. to go see him. You saw him live, right? I know. No, what? I, what is? You're I not know. The real I'm, Blaine. I, I, what is I, happening? I didn't see Chris Tucker With live. The real Blaine. Why do I know up? your life better than you? No, I, 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 you 100 percent did. You went to some screening or something because you told me that someone asked Chris Tucker like what is what books he likes or something, and he said, "Well, there is only one book, the Bible." Yes. Okay. You told yeah, all of us yeah, that. You may have yeah, even yeah. said that Braves. on this podcast. I probably there do. are thousands of people listening that know <laughs> your life more intimately than you do. <laughs> do you remember that? No. I, I faintly remember that now. I faintly, wow. faintly remember that. <laughs> I, have, I have the worst memory, so I don't. Do you remember seeing me. other actors, or is it only the stars of Rush Hour that you blocked out <laughs> seeing in real life? Yeah, I mean, I met Tom Wilkinson on the street. No, I didn't. I probably did. I don't know. He's a big born-again Christian. Like, after he did, I think, this movie, actually, he became born again, and I think that changed some of the roles that he did in the future. Didn't show titties at people anymore? Well, he said, praise Jesus, titties. (laughs) Yeah, he did, like, a stand-up routine. He did, like, a stand-up special, didn't he, really recently? Did anyone see that? I'm no. no, no, no one saw that. No. I mean, the last thing I saw him in was Silver Linings Playbook, which he was really he was he was, good, yeah. he was surprisingly he was good so funny. In yeah. And it's kind of like weird that he hasn't done anything since because it was everyone remarked how great he was. You know, he's yeah. great in supporting roles. I mean, I don't really like The Fifth Element. No, uh, but I mean, guys, people, uh, people do. Guys are people wrong. do, and he's you know he's a big presence as a supporting part in that. He's got a small part in Jackie Brown. He's really good in. Oh yeah, but when he's like in. Like say, money talks with uh, Charlie Sheen. Yeah. <laughs> also directed work. by that fucker Brett Ratner. Was it? Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. He just tried to make the same movie, but with Charlie Sheen. Yeah. <laughs> well, this one, money talks was 
the year before Rush Hour. Was it? Yeah. No. He just made really? the same movie. Holy shit. With Jackie Chad. That's so weird. Someone was like, maybe we'll get someone who's not just a skis ball like you, Brett Ratner. <laughs> someone who can do some stunts. That's very weird. Yeah. Um, wow, that blows my mind. I always thought it was like a, a cash-in on the, the Rush Hour popularity. Nope. Nope. That's, I guess, where you around. knew Chris Tucker from. Yeah. You know, Wanted to work with him again. cast in this movie. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll get back to Rush Hour just after this message. 365 day Welcome back to Rewatchability. We're talking about uh, Rush Hour, starring Jackie Chan, Chris Tucker, and directed by Brett Ratner. We're kind of halfway through. Yeah. We haven't found the little girl that was kidnapped no. yet. Ah, she'll be fine. Well, they're <laughs> ransoming her. They want like $50 million from her yeah. dad. And they, the FBI guys, they try to follow, they like don't listen to the instructions and go in and send a bunch of guys in and they end up like uh, all being blown up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because of, uh, of Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan. Because they go into the same restaurant, right? Oh, yeah. no. You're talking about no, the building. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Okay. The building. And then they follow Miles from Lost and uh, mm-hmm. chase after him. Go yeah. to the island. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nice. It is kind of comical how little respect the FBI has for Jackie Chan's character because he's like a big detective in China who he, intimately knows the gang they're chasing. I know, yeah. and the girl that he's rescuing. Cause and he's like, a Chinese he's, consulate. And he just took out 20 guys at the beginning of this movie without well, making a noise. Yeah, <laughs> racism. Come on. <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely That's racism. exactly it. They're like, yeah, we don't want to yeah. deal with some foreigner. Yeah. I yeah, think it's sure. supposed to be that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because the FBI guys are not good people. Yeah, and they're not good at their jobs. And Yeah, you know, and, exactly. You know. And Chris Tucker really wants to be FBI, so he's really excited for this kind of case, too, is, is the beginning of it. He thinks he's FBI just because he's working with the FBI, which is a big leap to yeah. make. Well, I mean, they uh, try to give like him a little bit of an arc with the partner thing and yeah. the wanting to be FBI, uh, having a goal, and stuff, not working yeah. well with others. Mm-hmm. But it, it's Only like speaking English, yeah. it's very thin, and like it's really like just like a pinprick <laughs> in like the rest of the high flying drop kicking yeah, and for sure. Chris Tucker screaming. Yeah, yeah. I d- uh, I like the scene where they go to the Chinese restaurant. And Chris Tucker tells Jackie Chan to sit, to stand outside and not to look weird, to act like a local. Right. And then two Asian people come up and ask him where the chicken and waffles place is. And he's like, oh, I'm from other town. Because <laughs> they believed that he was a local. He was <laughs> yeah. doing it so good. <laughs> I also like the scene where they're like waiting outside the restaurant and they're bonding. They're yeah. showing each well, other like dance moves. The, the, and the, the war, what is it good for scene? Yeah. You, yeah. Know, you know, they do have good chemistry. They do. Yeah. Yeah, I I was kind of worried watching it again because I was like, you know, Jackie Chan has so much energy. He he 
is so physical and and Chris Tucker is too like the first scene he blows up a car he starts dancing at the, like af- after having blown up the car yeah. there's and like funny civilian dancing. cars on fire yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just <laughs> dancing to Michael like, Jackson twisting his head around and stuff so I was kind of worried that like two really physical actors and two really big actors they would really butt heads throughout the movie in terms of like their charisma and their interaction together, but they do really well together. Yeah, they, I think that nice. they sort of complement each other because like Chris Tucker is more like blustery and speaking mm-hmm. all the time, and Jackie Chan doesn't. You know, he only speaks like he's more precise. He's very spare. Yeah, and then like you know, of course he like will explode into bursts of action. But mm-hmm. it gives like a lot of space for Chris Tucker to work. Yeah. To be everything to that Chris Tucker is. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> he just sort of like takes up a room with his high pitched voice and his like, yeah. you know. Do you guys like him in this? Because I feel like, what's that word where you have like two opposite opinions in your brain simultaneously? I think that's like cognitive dissonance. A, right. a healthy brain. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, yeah. I watching this, I both thought that there were some funny parts that made me laugh and also that he's the most annoying person on the planet. Yeah. I mean, I just yeah. hate that voice that he does. And I think it's like, I like, I'm pretty sure it's just a voice that he does and not his actual voice. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, well, it's just kind of like comedy character voice. Yeah, like, kind of you thing. know, Fran Drescher right. or Gilbert Godfrey, but like, it's hard to get past. And, and like, a lot of the things that he says... Like, he's always trying to be funny, but are, they're really just kind of inane and sexist and awful. Yeah. And racist. Gilbert Gottfried was in this? <laughs> yeah. As his character? Who do you think you have? Chelsea Clinton? <laughs> oh, man. But at the end, like, the, oh, the post credits. Oh, my God. When he can't even say Chelsea Clinton. That was weird, right? That was weird. Man, I forgot there were because credits. apparently another thing that I read <laughs> I didn't I didn't watch the credits. Another thing that I read is that he's friends with Bill Clinton, and he couldn't say Bill Clinton's daughter's name. Wait, he who's friends with Bill Clinton? Chris Tucker. Really? Maybe they became friends after this. He's like, I found it funny that you couldn't say my daughter's name. Why don't you come to the White House? I have trouble remembering sometimes too. <laughs> It happens to all of us Americans and some Canadian podcast hosts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, yeah the, you didn't watch the bloopers? No. How, how can you watch a Jackie Chan movie? I know. I totally bloopers? forgot. I was, like, rushing to get it done. In an hour? In an hour. <laughs> yeah. There's also, like, uh, I think there's, like, a homophobic joke at the end. Oh, that's good. That's oh, really? Nice. What happened? It wouldn't be uh, the... I don't know. I just think some 90s, of these... Late 90s, early 2000s without the... Yeah, was I can't it? remember. Was it was someone rehearsing something? <laughs> Do you remember that Brett Ratner? No. Uh, oh, the Ellen that? Page thing. Ellen Page. Oh, the, what was the Ellen Page? Oh my oh, god! I, no, I yeah, was referring not, to another homophobic I love, incident. I love that there's so many Brett Ratner things that you Fuck. guys can't be on the same page. But I forgot one about awful that. thing he did. Yeah, he apparently like outed Ellen Page on the set of X Men Three. Yeah, well, that's nice. That's great. Yeah. What what a what a darling that guy is. That's like the bottom of like the shitty things that he's done. <laughs> the the uh, whole shit pile, shit pyramid that he has. The thing I was referring to, which was like a big deal at the time, was he was supposed to direct or produce like the Oscars that year. 
and he was also releasing the movie Tower Heist. Right. And oh, someone gosh. asked him about like rehearsing with his actors or something on the red carpet. And I'm going to use a bad word here. He said rehearsal is for fags. What are you talking about? Jeez. Which is, is like obviously a homophobic thing to say and also just an insane thing for a person that makes movies to say. A director. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> what? He was justifiably fired from the yes. Oscars. Uh, and uh, do you want to talk about like what a creepy is in general? Oh, well, we're, we're, we're there. I, Let's, we have yeah. to. I mean, like he's I, been I don't accused. Know. Of multiple of sexual assault uh, yeah, and harassment okay. and rape that. charges, yeah, and like, yeah, it's it's entirely fucked up. Yeah, I reread that L.A. Times piece about it today, and like Natasha Henstridge has yep. accused him of things, and when she was like actors. nineteen, oh, yeah, geez. and many people who are. Like young, yeah. and it is not yeah. good. like blocking the door, masturbating in front of them. Oh my god! And like maybe most what famously, masturbating like, in front of like it's anyway. It's sorry. an epidemic. Yeah. Try it sometime. <laughs> I mean, no. ask consent first. No. <laughs> oh god, that's horrible. The uh, how did we watch this movie? God maybe damn. the I totally forgot. He yeah, did this. I mean, I, I forgot he was a person because <laughs> he's such a terrible director. <laughs> because he's demoted himself so I many times it was, like, as a person. Mild creepiness, like right, I yeah. didn't realize. You know, I felt really bad when I realized that he directed this because it wasn't on Netflix or anything. So I rented it on iTunes. Oh no, he I got was like, money. yeah, he might have gotten like twenty five cents of that four ninety nine. <laughs> well, he'll need it for his legal defense fund. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The lawyers are going to get yeah. paid from your 25 cents. And if people, fine. he also just like looks like such a creep. If you don't know what Brett Ratner looks like, uh, Google him because he basically <laughs> looks like if an STD was granted a wish by a genie to become a real person. <laughs> That's Brett Ratner. <laughs> wow. Oh, but I was going to say, so most famously. I mean, Pinocchio does sound kind of like an STD. That's, <laughs> that's, that's true. Most famously is, you know, Olivia Munn came forward with her story of of how he assaulted her. And her story was just full of the grossest details. He basically, she went in, she was like a young actress. She wasn't famous yet. And she went into his trailer and he was like, didn't have any pants on. He was masturbating with one hand. And in the other hand, he was holding a shrimp cocktail. <laughs> like you couldn't, you could, if you were a writer, you couldn't invent or grosser details. And then she left in disgust and horror and ran into oh, so uh, like someone who worked on the production and basically told him what happened. And instead of being like horrified, he was just like, "Ugh, I'm sorry." <laughs> like, oh like this happens God. all the time. Did you want a shrimp cocktail? <laughs> Jesus. Like, Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's not. I feel bad for Olivia. Like, Olivia Munn just kind of like out and uh, like you know a guy in Predator, right? The new Predator movie. Yeah, yeah, because uh, she called bullshit on Shane Black, apparently repeatedly hiring a registered sex offender to have cameos in it. You know how like Hitchcock had fun cameos. Yeah. <laughs> how about yeah? yeah he also well, chose like the like the appropriate because he, he he was supposed to like you know verbally assault Olivia Munn on screen like as a character in the movie right. as she jogged by so he right, was like yeah. I'll give that creepy role to the creepiest person I know I best man for the job exactly was he the title character of the Predator <laughs> also like speaking of creepy cameos in the Rush Hour franchise oh yes Rush Hour 3 has an extended bit by noted actor Roman Polanski <laughs> really uh-huh yeah they filmed it in France, so that's the country he's not allowed to be extradited from. Yeah. They're like, we need like a funny police inspector. <laughs> How about a guy who hasn't acted in 40 years and uh, is famous for uh, being arrested for rape? Yeah. Uh, that's fine. And also Chinatown. Yeah. Yeah. Great movie. 
Well, also terrible w- person. One of the because apparently I didn't remember this. Unlike in, Rush Hour, <laughs> I didn't remember all this, and I, I reread that LA Times piece today. One or Brett Ratner befriended Robert Evans, who right. produced Chinatown, and I don't know if it's through that connection, but one of the one of Ratner's victims, the woman he just like followed into the bathroom or something, was Robert Town, the screenwriter of Chinatown's daughter. Oh, oh my god. I mean, it's that's never a, good, that's but, a, like, also, fuck. Yeah. God damn it. Okay. Anyway. Fuck Brett Ratner. So there's two he's, movies ruined. He's though. an awful Chinatown person. and Rush Hour. Yeah. Well, I guess Chinatown is pretty. I mean, yeah, I, I, maybe, like we've said on the podcast before, that I like the films of Roman Polanski. He's made some brilliant films, but, I mean, I don't know if I would give him money now in this day and age. And also, certainly, to, to give him a role as an actor. Yeah. Like, the people that, like, still make his movies are like, oh, it's, you know, he's a, you know, he committed this horrible crime, but uh, but he's a brilliant filmmaker. Why, why are you casting him as a wacky? There's no justification yeah. for casting him as a wacky police inspector. No. <laughs> hey, isn't that that guy? <laughs> <laughs> you know the one. Every other policeman at the station. It was a party at Jack I'm Nicholson's house. Yeah. Or was uh, it Warren Beatty's house? Yeah. Oh, it was uh, Nicholson's house. Okay. Yeah. Maybe well, Warren Beatty was just there. I mean, luckily, there's kind of no twisting that we have to do in this movie. It's not well directed. This movie. No. We don't. We, we, don't, no. we don't have to. Be like, oh, he's an awful person, but he made a great movie. This, like, the direction of the action is awful in this movie. There's so many better directed action movies out there that, like, make you feel any of the action. He basically does nothing. He basically, like, he set up the camera and Jackie Chan had a stunt team or something that came and choreographed it. Yeah, this was like, it was directed like like a a comedy, like, where you just, like, put the camera on two actors to, like, make... It is a comedy. It tries to be, yeah. But it is so dull it is like, so dull it's it's uh, moves at a snail's pace like yeah and he's, and he's terrible <laughs> yeah yeah and i feel like maybe that's it like i i know rush hour is an action comedy and like it's supposed to be so active and kinetic and yet funny at the same time but no it's like actual rush hour it's, <laughs> he's like how can i cinematically convey the feeling of being stuck in your car yeah on the highway you have you no choice scream. you're pulling out your hair yeah you can't switch lanes yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly. If for some reason you're just hot, you're like, oh, this makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, okay. Well, let's get back. Fuck Brett Ratner. Let's get back to the to the plot of the movie. And but I almost it- don't feel bad like praising certain things in this movie because I think Jackie Chan is so good and yeah. Chris Tucker is certainly so unique. Yeah. Like, he certainly- I don't give any credit to Brett Ratner for the good elements. No, exactly. No. Like he he yeah he did nothing. <laughs> no, he is nothing. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I, we should talk maybe about the big set piece, which is once they get back together, like Jackie Chan's going to go home and right. Chris Tucker kind of gets... He, he goes to the airport. Yeah. He, it's like it's a like rom-com. A yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is exactly he, he like a rom He rushes onto the plane. Yeah. yeah and then in, in just before 9-11, you could have seen some movies where people... <laughs> Sneak onto planes and lie about there yeah. being something wrong with the plane. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, yeah. That wouldn't. Yeah. That wouldn't fly. <laughs> he would have been shot. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he they get back together and then they go to this big kind of. It's a gala or it's something. A gala. And they have like all the uh, Chinese artifacts. Yeah, which is kind of a good setup. It's, yeah, it's, it's a nice setup. Like history is there, so you have to in a big shootout protect all these like uh, pieces of yeah, art. yeah. And yeah. like the the little girl is outside in a in a van with like the the vest, and like Chris Tucker 
has to go save her, and he mm-hmm. wants to take off the vest, and she's like, don't take off the fucking vest! <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'll take off the vest! I, You know what? I, I really liked Chris Tucker's character towards the end of the movie a lot, because he was, like, getting it. He was slowly becoming a better cop. He like, slowly he, was. He, like, steals the gun from the guy, and he's like, bet you didn't think I could do that, right? Like, I, I feel like I'm doing this job right. And then he goes to the kids, like, now I'm all, like, hopped up on confidence and goes to take the vest off, and she's like, don't do it, you idiot. Yeah. No, it was no, pretty funny. At the beginning of the movie, he just would have done that and like yeah. before we, you know we see like the Elizabeth Pena doing the bomb test and he like basically goes up and scares her and it blows it all up yeah like that is his character he doesn't care what explodes at the beginning of the movie yeah but by the end of the movie you know he's kind of responsible yeah, he's a, a fascinating character <laughs> <laughs> to yeah. go from exploding everything to deciding a small girl shouldn't explode <laughs> <laughs> Hey, how you doing? We've been looking for you. I'm Detective Carter from the LAPD. Everything is okay now, okay? I'm going to take you to your daddy, all right? And the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to take this vest off you. No, don't touch it. I think it would be safe if we take it off. No, I heard them say it, it will explode. Okay, I think it would be safe if we leave it on, okay? Don't, don't, don't move. He's really found his uh, humanity. I think yeah. that's, that's really great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Did Jackie Chan kind of learn anything from him? No. I don't think so. Well, well he maybe... learned to loosen up a little. Yeah, I guess loosen so, yeah. up. Got yeah, to get some sure. soul. Uh-huh. Yep. That part L- was... A little bit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's skip over that part. Learned how to dance. <laughs> okay. He did learn how to dance. That is literally what Chris Tucker said. Like, you need mm-hmm. to get some soul. Yeah. And so I think that that was like, you know, that was what they were trying to do. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. And mm-hmm. then they have that scene where Elizabeth Pena is listening to like the kung fu fight. Wait, what is it? There was a different song, and it had like the little Chinese strings over it. They're really oh, yeah. trying to show all the fusion elements in this movie. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's a worldly movie. It's really coming together <laughs> I mean, multiple continents. It is kind of looking back at this movie in today's movie climate, where mm-hmm. audiences are starting to show Hollywood that they will go see and make giant hits out of movies like Black Panther and Crazy Rich Asians. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's insane to think that studios wouldn't think that, but, you know, yeah. are, t- are typically reluctant to put, you know, black or Asian yeah. leads in movies. For sure. This was, you know, it was a black actor and an Asian actor, and this movie was a huge hit in 1998. It's insane yeah. that, like, we're still having this conversation 20 years later. Yeah, yeah that's a great point. Well, this really movie, I think, really sort of opened it up, like, you know, the fact that it didn't have a white lead anywhere, except for Tom Wilkinson's the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then, all the bad guys were white in this movie, for sure. A lot no, of, no, not Ken Leung, though. No. Yeah, yeah. Or any of the, 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 the but Tom two, and the two FBI guys that are kind of the They're kind, kind of, yeah, of bad guys. True, yeah. Yeah. But we, like, we often think about, like, you know, important art movies that are making these, you know, bold steps in diversity. But, like, then you think about, yeah, it was, like, this movie, stuff like the Fast and the Furious franchise yeah. that is, you know, that really well, sort of... Th- what, what's popular really changes culture. Walks most. the walk on yeah. diversity and also makes a lot of money mm-hmm. because yeah. people are, you know, probably just want to see it because they recognize themselves and, you know, people that they know in it. yeah. Yeah, like I feel like the art house movies like do contribute and do do that stuff, but like I think these popular movies, just like pop music, like changes in pop music can change music uh, as a whole. Like it kind of it's the hammer to culture a little yeah. bit because it's and so big. This movie, like an art movie, would have like a really it would probably be a little bit earnest about it. Mm-hmm. Like, this movie doesn't even really care, probably because Brett Ratner doesn't really care, but. 
just the fact that it sort of like exists and functions the way that it does, like it still says it still is an important statement mm-hmm. and acts like an important statement. Yeah. I but I wonder I wonder if it did like I don't know if if we're still if studios are still being like, ah, it's a little risky to put anyone of color as a main character. I wonder if like Rush Hour did do anything because it was 20 years ago. Well, yeah, and especially now, like you hear like, oh, originally it was Chris Farley. You know? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. now it's almost like it's become marketing. And not that like it's a bad thing because it's filling a gap that has always been there. Yeah. But like now you market your movie on the diversity, whereas right. with this, like that wasn't a thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. And th- I do want to mention while we're talking about this stuff, there was like a slight backlash to this movie or at least I read a Washington Post article that was saying mm-hmm. like certain Asian American groups were offended and some weren't mm-hmm. and it sounded like there was a bit of sort of debate amongst the community some groups were saying that you know the representation of this movie just like embraces a lot of stereotypes and yeah. one woman in particular called out the last line where Chris Tucker says something like I want to meet some Chinese girls so oh, I can get yes. massaged yeah the massages yeah, things yeah. like that and then like one guy someone who was head of some kind of uh, Asian film organization was saying like yeah there is some stuff he's like you know Jackie Chan arrives and there's with like a gong sound as he steps <laughs> off the airplane yeah. he's like but you know overall he's like we should maybe pick our battles like it's not it's well, actually not that bad it was yeah I mean you see the father daughter kind of relationship between the uh, Chinese consulate guy and, and Jackie Chan is the main character and hero of yeah. this, of this yeah. movie and I think it's, most of the ignorance is Chris Tucker's character. For sure. And we don't yeah. always see it through his perspective. Like, sometimes we're meant to see I, it through Jackie Chan. And like, th- we follow Jackie Chan from the beginning, really. Yeah. And I think we're supposed to... Everyone calls him despicable throughout the movie. Like, ev- everyone doesn't like Chris Tucker at mm-hmm. all. Right. So he's, like, the despicable guy that has to learn. Although he doesn't learn, like, acceptance by the end of the movie, because he's still saying stuff about uh, getting a massage. But he just accepts Jackie Chan. It's one at a time. Yeah, and I think that's that's kind of it. But I don't know. That's a privileged place to say that from. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But I yeah, yeah. I, I it seems like a bit of an iffy one because also yeah, like we're saying, like it's it's nice to have a movie where they didn't feel like they needed to have a white lead. Yeah. So, well, but and, there are some like weird jokes here and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and not that this is this is kind of what a betism, but like when we did Pineapple Express, like. Asian Americans were like that. That was not a good representation of anyone in that in that movie. Yeah, but it was also trying that. to make fun of that, right? Yeah, yeah, but probably fell a little short. Yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah. Know, yeah, it's always like trying to leap from one lily pad of despicability <laughs> onto a slightly nicer one. Right. Yeah, well, yeah. While we're speaking of despicable people, let me just say something else about Ratner because they were going to. There's still talk. There's been a lot of talk oh, yeah. this year about doing Rush Hour Four. Yeah, apparently okay. it's in pre-production. Or was. But a lot of people are saying, for good reason, I will not work on this if Brett Ratner's involved. Yeah, like yeah, one of the screenwriters they approached. And so basically, like, yeah, they uh, like Warner Brothers was like prepping this until that L.A. Times piece came out. And at that point, they're like, oh, OK, maybe not. And the, the producer basically said, can I take this and shop it around? So he's yeah. shopping it around. And he has gone, even though Brett Ratner apparently has been going out saying, like, we're making Rush Hour 4, the producer who owns the rights is saying we're not making this movie with Brett Ratner. Right. Well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. I mean... It'd be fun to have, like, another maybe director. Maybe just don't do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, all this, like, you know, every time somebody awful does something, they like, you kill the person off and, like, do it anyway. Like, maybe just don't do it. 
you know. Maybe no more House of Cards. I don't well, need to see the Connors. You know, it's just people yeah. still want to make money, though. I think that's the thing. It's that like <sighs> it's just way too attractive to like. Make. That's a bad reason. It is a bad reason, but that's kind of that's Hollywood, I think, and like I don't know, that's movies too. Like being like I I was around Tiff a little bit and just hearing people talk about movies and it was all about money, but then on one side of it was all about art, and I was like, well, that's what's never the great, plane shall need. But that's what's great about film and Hollywood and cinema is that like it is a meeting of art and commerce at the same time. But I don't know. I would argue like if you were a fan of these movies, and I wasn't especially, but they're okay. But I can see the appeal of seeing where these characters are. 20 years later and I think because of what we were saying in terms of the performances are pretty good and the you know Brett Ratner didn't write it and he's not like an auteur he's actually a pretty bad director who if anything his style was a detriment to (laughs) to the movie they're telling like I I feel like these characters can exist independent of the guy who made all three movies and I can see why yeah. People might want to catch up with them later. And also would love to see Jackie Chan in more movies. I didn't see that movie, The Foreigner, that he made. Did oh, you guys yeah. see that? Yeah, yeah. Was it good? Yeah, it was all right. Okay. It was like, it wasn't Jackie Chan-ish. Like, it, 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 there wasn't no, like, big stunts that he was doing. Well, he's it pretty was a, old now. <laughs> yeah, well, but he's still doing some of that some of that work oh, yeah? on, on movies here. He's all there. about the koi now. Uh, yeah, he's all about the koi. <laughs> he's being so koi. Yeah, but... Yeah, I mean, it's stunning how old he is, and and that he keeps on doing his own stunts on on things. But yeah, it was an it was an all right movie. Yeah, let's wrap this up. I yeah, want to beat Rush Hour. Okay. Um, huh? Huh? Yeah, so what did you, what did you what did you think, uh, Rob? I kind of found it rewatchable. No, you know, okay. I think that it's like kind of fun enough. Like part the directing is like sort of non-existent. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the characters like they have a good rapport. I am not super familiar with Jackie Chan. I haven't seen a lot of his movies recently, so I still found like the action mm-hmm. sequences fun and like innovative in a way that a lot of action sequences aren't. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and like just the comedy and like the fact that he's so like likable and sort of innocent. Like it's so easy to enjoy when yeah. Jackie Chan is successful, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it's great. So I think it's mildly rewatchable. Okay, yeah. sweet. What about you, Jam? I think I feel the same. You know, with these types of movies that sort of became franchises, sometimes my test is would I watch the next movie in the franchise? Right. And I think I would. I would throw on Rush Hour 2. I don't, I don't know how I'll watch it, though, because I don't want Ratner to get my 50 cents from <laughs> iTunes or whatever. Just your two cents, right? Yeah. Fuck you, Ratner. Yeah, hopefully he's listening to this. <laughs> yeah. He's a big fan. <laughs> yeah. In jail. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if anyone in jail is listening to this. Maybe. Write Rob a letter. Prison boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) But I, yeah, I don't know. I think it, for me, like you, I think it just boils down to Jackie Chan. I just would watch him do anything. I think there's, it's weird to say he's underrated because he was a giant star and was he an even more ginormous star star in, uh, in Asia. But there's just something incredible about, it is balletic. It is, Mm. it is both. You know, it's there's the action of it. There's you know the the drama and the story and the thrill, and then there's also these great comic moments. And he yeah he does it all with this kind of you know uh, Buster Keatonish yeah you know uh, expression. Yeah, I I just I watch him do anything, and I think you know Chris Tucker can be annoying, but I think he does work as an effective counterpoint to mm-hmm. the Chan character. So yeah, I'll say mildly rewatchable, but but man, it's slow. 
Yeah. I mean, again, well, like Ratner. Come on, it, Ratner. <laughs> uh, or go away, Ratner. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Go. Just go. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm. I'm with you guys. Although I'm leaning more towards like the not rewatchable side of things. Mm. I. It makes me want to watch the next movies because I think they're more fast paced and they're. Yeah. I think this was almost a trial run for their characters and the story and i think what from what I, from what i remember of the next two movies they have better stories and there's better action in them so i i kind of want to watch them but i think this was kind of a not the best not the best rush hour out there and not and definitely not the best jackie chan movie out there i never even saw the third one yeah no. i think i did <laughs> as i pass out if you did, you probably wouldn't remember it anyway. Yeah, I don't remember anything from before this podcast. <laughs> anyway, yeah, thank you so much for joining us this week on Rewatchability. Thank you for those of you who go to patreon.com slash rewatchability and give a little bit of change for us to keep the podcast going. And you can get the podcast early and, and podcast just for you. And you can join us on Twitter at Rewatchability, on Facebook at Rewatchability. Facebook.com slash rewatchability. And you can go on to tpublic.com and grab a and grab some t shirts that JM has designed, uh, actually. And they're they're very good. Oh so, thanks. Uh, so you should pick some up. Yeah. And uh, so we're gonna do rush hour two next week. We're gonna do that? No. <laughs> do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? I understand completely. <laughs> also don't touch his radio. <laughs> Never touch a white man's radio. <laughs> Actually, it's okay. I was listening to the Beach Boys. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.